Williams and Bloom on December the 17th. We are presented, as always, by our friends at MacDyne. Of course, you can check them out at MacDyne.com. We love our friends at MacDyne, and a lot of people this time of year, you're thinking about how can I improve my life. Perhaps you would like to look at the job board at MacDyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. They love hiring Iowa Staters. ton of Iowa Staters are already there. And this is a company that is headquartered in Marshalltown, but you can work all over the world when you work for MacDyne. They are a collection of technology companies that they make the world a easier and better place. It doesn't matter if you're a college student who needs some reps as an IT guy or gal, of course, marketing, front desk, they got everything, engineering, MacDyne.com. We appreciate their title sponsorship of Williams & Bloom here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Pretty funny story about this song. English was over here last night. Nice. Watching the UFC fights. Thanks for the invite. You never come. I know. I heard it was kind of a duh. Yeah, it wasn't a great fight. The guy we wanted to win won, though. So. Okay, that's good. Dad, my dad was here. Oh, really? Vic Mike was here? Yeah. And he oh, goes... Man, I should have come over. He sees English, and he goes, you got the horns? <laughs> I thought it was great. That's good. All-timers. Now, Bring the question the horns. is, has English made your dad's uh, hype-up playlist for the bus? <sighs> well, he doesn't drive the bus anymore. No more bus drive. Okay. No, he got out the game. Okay. Those damn kids, you know, they're just – no, yeah, I, that's a great one. He – I yeah, Old Man Williams was an iconic bus driver back in the day. He would play the jock jams. Well, he had the, when, when we took the bus trip to Memphis. Oh, yeah. He had he the, had the whole playlist, playlist ready to go. for everybody. yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All the jock jams. I'm looking forward to Memphis, but I am really glad we're not going to be on a bus. Too legit. Too, Too legit, legit to quit. quit. <laughs> uh, it's probably the 18th Monday when most of you are listening to this. Hope you have a good – this is always a good week for most people because, like, yeah, everybody's working, but nobody really does anything. Although, it's kind of a crazy week for me, I won't lie. We have a lot going. Uh, we're putting together a Liberty Bowl preview show. We have all of our normal podcasts here and also at Iowa Everywhere. So we will be we will be scrambling to get everything done for you guys. With your holiday travel, you'll be able to listen to all of our great podcasts here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. A lot to get to today. I want to start to dip our toes into the, to Memphis in the bowl game. Um, some recruiting news. Of course, basketball. Uh, the men and the women played today. We're going to do all that. Also wanted to remind everybody, I believe this is the last day, probably Monday, where you can order from the Cyclone Fanatics shop. And uh, I, I think they're doing the last-minute Christmas shopping thing if you're here. so Get it shipped. Yep. So get, get that in get those, uh, ASAP. Those women's basketball, men's basketball NIL shirts. Yes. Huge hit. Yes. My kids love we're sold, it. We, we're selling a lot of the Just Do It shirts. Oh, nice. The nice. Yeah. Uh, she had a great game today. Yeah, she was really good. Also, uh, we will have all of the official 
times everything, we are having a party with Jerry the King Lawler in Memphis. It will be with the King. The King has RSVP'd. Holy. Smokes. And I'm just going to give this out. This is not a promise. But we have been told that the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, might be in attendance as well. Who's that? You don't know who Jimmy Hart is? The no, mouth no. of the South? It's not Bret Hart. I know Bret Hart. And I knew his brother. Jimmy Hart. Is he a relation? He's a longtime manager for Hulk Hogan back in the day. He's an icon. WWE Hall of Famer. Is he lived down there? Why, what's the connection? Yeah, he lives in Memphis. Is he, is he a lawler? He's Jerry the King Lawler's best friend. <laughs> Jimmy Hart has done more, did more in a month than you've done I'm, in your entire life. I, I'm not not doubting that. I'm going to put up a poll. We are going to have... I'm going to put up a poll right now, actually, and we'll see what the results are by the end of the show. Do you know who Jimmy Hart is? Oh, yeah. I bet it's less than 50%. Well, that's a pretty big... Like, pro wrestling's a niche thing. Like, You acted like I didn't know who Joe Montana was. was. If you would have asked me to land up a 1,000 Iowa Staters... Doing gonna do it right now. I'm gonna People open it for over than thirty five know who he is. People younger would not. Okay, well we're gonna find out. We'll see what the people say. A lot of people enjoy it when we drink the Cody Road. That's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> long weekend. Oh. Not nothing Iowa State related. Just no, kids. It's just a kids related. Long weekend. Yeah. This is a bottle of Cody Road. It is a twelfth anniversary commemorative rye. So this is a ten year. Rye, bourbon, not not a, not a bourbon, a rye. Right. It's a ten year rye, right. and this is phenomenal. This might be my favorite thing that I've had from Mississippi. River I didn't know they had a twelve year. I think you this have to buy awesome. this at the distillery. I don't. I don't think this is in stores. And this is phenomenal. This is well, well worth it, especially if you're a collector of this. And stuff. the bottle is. It's a cool bottle. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's a it's the bottle that you don't even want to drink mm-hmm. because you want to have it on your shelf. One of those deals. You tell me, Hassel had some of this, so it must be good. Yeah, if Hassel that, and if, I. If that elitist, we were drinking it some. in my camper when he was in town calling the Texas game, and he he loved this. So anyway, that's what that's what we're sipping on tonight. I wanted to lead here, and then we'll get into basketball. And again, I have I have some football thoughts, a couple of uh, commitments today. Brock Purdy, it's December the 17th, and he is even money. Now better than even money. Oh, really? It's gone to 160. Holy mackerel. I yeah. saw 110. No, it's, he's at 160 now. Last thing to I saw. To win the NFL MVP, and I just thought we'd be remiss to not, not lead with this. I mean, that that's just an incredible Unbelievable. story. Like, the whole... We almost Mr. Irrelevant. Take, it for, take it for granted. I know, and that's why I said we need to lead with it, because... It feels like every week now you just go, oh, I'll turn on Brock's game and they're going to win by 20. And it's not even that interesting because yeah. they just kill everybody. Right. This guy is 15-3 and three as a starter in the National Football League. You know, interestingly, the only thing I remember like it was Kurt Warner. Yeah. You know? I mean. Brady a little bit. A little bit like Brady, but Brady, yeah. you know, came in mid-year. Yeah. Kurt came in literally right before the year, won the MVP. Was Did he win the MVP that, that one year? I think he did. Didn't Trent Green get hurt in, in front preseason. of him? In preseason. Okay. Yeah, in preseason. Or maybe it was game one. Regardless, it was Trent Green, right? It was Trent Green. Okay. Good, good memory. 
but this is, and that's wild. They're both from Iowa, but I, it's, and I know we've kind of we've done the whole social media thing where it's now become trendy to like first people pick on him for being popular and being the front runner, and then people pick on the people picking on him, and then it just becomes this whole ordeal. And what we get lost in this is how Iowa State could have the NFL MVP. And the NBA MVP. It, it, he, Tyrese is in the top six right now. Probably a long shot I would shot say a him, longer shot for him, for sure. It really is wild. And what Brock, in this Brock story of, I think you still have, you, you talked to him after the Cheez-It Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl yeah. wasn't that long ago. And no. he, was, he was concerned that he might be basically done playing football. It was you were looking at XFL, USFL, yeah. Canadian Football League with Brock. Go back. It's crazy. And listen to that podcast. I, it may be on our YouTube feed too. I don't know. Should, I, I remember doing it on Zoom with him, and he was. We should rerun. Yeah, that. rerun that, please. That's a good idea. We should it, rerun that over the holidays. He was very honest. I mean, if I remember it right, it was just like, yeah, I'd, you know, just kind of keep working hard and hope for the best. And I and I just remember usually these guys when. Like, if I would have tried to do that with Brees, it would have been really hard. Because usually they're kind of in a cocoon, and they're not yeah. doing a ton of media. Yeah. They don't want to say the wrong thing. And Brock's was so easy to line up. It's just like... You just <laughs> text, texted yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Meet me there at uh, 3 o'clock. One of those type of things. It, it didn't... It felt really... I remember doing that interview, and a huge admirer of his... We joke about how Cyclone Fanatic gave him his first NIL deal. <laughs> That's the one thing I can hang my hat on, always, buddy. Always. That is that is awesome. Um, but you're right. But he, I remember doing the interview, though, Brent, and it was kind of like, well, this is kind of depressing. I thought the same thing. Like, this is sad. Because I thought going into that year that Brock could be a first-round pick. That's what, that was the potentially thought. Or at least in, a day one, and day the, two guy. And then it felt like he wasn't going to get drafted, and all turns out he, he barely did. And, I, and it seemed like they were really kind of surprised at that draft party when he did get drafted. Now, what did they know? I don't, I don't know. You know, none of us thought Taylor Horton Tucker would get drafted, and he had a backroom deal the whole time with sure. Rich Paul. So a lot of this stuff happens. But, yeah, I just – today was really cool because they're a 12-point favorite against the Cardinals. You got Kyler Murray coming off of injury. They're on a bye week, and, and it kind of felt going into it like this could be a stumble-up moment for the 49ers, all those things. And they just beat the crap and out he, of he got, everybody. And he, he got was, dinged at one yes. point and made me – it's kind of scared everybody. Shoulder, and he yeah. comes back, right and then back, he ends yeah. up getting benched at the end of the game because they're up by 25 or whatever it was. It's a cool deal, and it's really changed my – Attitude towards the NFL, too. All these guys, Brees being out there. Yep. NFL Sundays, to me, are close to being on par with a college football Saturday, and I never in my life thought that would be the case. No, I mean, this – and, again, I love Brees, Will, uh, Anthony, Charlie, Allen, all those guys. This is a whole different level. Like, this is this has never happened. We had, we had the podcast a couple months ago. Where does yeah. Brock rank? If Brock wins the NFL MVP, I'm sorry. He's the he's the most, quote-unquote, iconic Iowa State professional athlete of all time. And Tyrese is closing, too. He's right there. But we have never seen this before. This has never happened. It, it is – you could see a, an Iowa State alum win the NFL MVP. It's That's incredible. 
and to think what he had to do, you know, because he yeah, he, I mean he this is had his doubters the whole time, even while he was in he school, still does in the even in the Iowa State fan base. Yeah, people wanted Deckers, dude. I remember that Cheez It Bowl where he doesn't really have all of his guys around him, right? And he chooses to to play in and it. He played and, in it, and he and, had that awful. I remember play vividly, <laughs> whatever that was, vividly. I go pull off. I put out a tweet and that because I was getting so pissed at the end of that game with the amount of people in our fan base that were tweeting at me like, "Thank God this is a thank God this is it." So tired of Purdy, I got Purdy fatigue, and I I, I remember borderline melting down in that press box because it just felt like, God, guys, you don't grasp how. You know, we yeah. were neither one of us thought he was going to go do this in the NFL. No, either. absolutely not. But it, absolutely but not. The point we're trying to make is just how crazy of a turnaround this thing has been. Here, here's what you wrote. <laughs> this, is, this is a great thing about. How did you find it that I fast? Just, I mean, I am an expert at. God, you, you're are good at this. Well, I mean, jeez. When you go to battle with the Hawks, you do. You're you're you, you got to be. What did I write? I remember getting all sorts of hell for a Brock Purdy tweet. Yeah. So you, this is and you, the fact that you got hell for this is crazy. You said, that's Brock Purdy, folks. The Energizer Bunny never stops until it does. Competes like crazy, one hell of a career. And then, <laughs> just eviscerated in the comments, somebody said, uh, sorry, Chris, this ain't it. Mark Sanchez and the butt fumble laughs at BP. Also, I'm ready to move on, says J.A. Uh, man, there are some... They're brutal, aren't they? No, this, oh, Julie said, love him, but I'm looking forward to seeing what else we have. His bonehead plays won't be. <laughs> so just, I, I know we've, all, I, had we've bad, all had bad tweets. We've all had bad sports. We've all takes. had bad tweets. I just I'm not immune from it. I thought we should take the opportunity now that he is the odds-on favorite to win the NFL MVP to appreciate the man that is brought. Yes, and I and again, I think all it, these people do. They do. I know, and it's heat it's, of the moment. Heat of the moment. We've all been there. Yes, we've all been there. And I, you know, I'm in the I'm in the press box in Orlando, thinking they're like, "Why didn't you slide?" But he he did some had some plays. are like, "What was that?" But that's it's just it's, to me. That's the beautiful part of Brock. It's such a cool part. Like, such a cool story. He yeah. and he's really for the most part cut that out in the NFL. Yes, I and I think too. I think that he. I think he. I'll tell you what I really think. I think their scheme that final year really sucked. They were trying to do way too much tight end stuff. They didn't spread it out enough. And For they, Iowa State. Yeah, and they had Brees. So, it's, you know, it was like, don't overthink it. They did it, overthink right? it. Yes, I, to- I totally agree. That I, I think it was like, hey, let's give 28 the ball, and he's the greatest to ever come through here. And, and, and who can blame them for that? I'm not – but I, I think Brock, in a lot of these instances, was trying to overcome um, – you're getting out schemed, I think, in a lot of times. You have better talent than a lot of people, but you're getting out schemed. And I think Brock, the competitor that he is, was constantly trying to do more than his talent would allow. And I think this 49ers deal is perfect because you have the best scheme. You have the best, uh, other than Andy Reid, Shanahan's right there. He's top three. Mm-hmm. And you have great players around you. Yep. Right? So, so he doesn't feel the need he- to. Be the energizer, buddy. And, and I think if you would if you would take Brock now, put him in that Iowa State offense. If and say, hey Brock, you don't need to do so much. 
It would be. I, I don't know if it's a scheme problem then at that point. No, I, but it, yes. What, yeah, the, the reason I say the scheme thing though, I bet if we would all like, and I bet if Campbell did it too, we would go back and watch that year again. We would all agree that this everything was in too tight. Yeah, as far, it, the, it was too much in a box, became, you know, because they had these great tight ends, and we have to use them. And maybe didn't have. I know you, I'm looking back now. Maybe didn't have the best talent at wide receiver at the time. Yeah, you I know, mean, that's I mean, fair. It was, it was it Milton and uh, Hutchinson, right? Was that was that that year? X and then Jalen, yeah. Jalen was a true freshman. I mean, I think. That would be the concern. So I get Good why point. you wanted to play the tight end. Yeah, but yeah. It became Players way formation too, plays. It like, became way too boxed in. I, and I think that he, yeah, I, that's it. You watch the NFL right now, though, dude. I'm gonna go on my Mike Leach, and I'm telling you, I did the same argument last week, but I watched a lot of NFL with all these backup quarterbacks. It's the ones with really good offensive minded. Sure either good coordinators or head coaches that are still able to win. Yep. And yep. and that's why like I, I just I think Shieldhouse did did so great this year with you know, you look at all these newcomers and rookie quarterback, you're really playing like four guys at running mm-hmm. back. You you go into the year, you know, you think you have good tight ends, but they weren't really like these proven guys. I'd love to see Purdy in this system, mm-hmm. you know, I just, just, and again, I'm not trying to take away from Chase Allen and Charlie. Those guys are icons, right? No, like, yeah. Uh, tight ends are different than receivers. It's just the way. Yeah. And then that's what you play like in Iowa. That's what they want you to do is keep it in the. Exactly. And then the other part about that year, and again, we can turn this into a referendum on 2021. It's like a summer series. Yeah. The, the defense struggled in a couple of games. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the game against West Virginia, Iowa State just struggled from the get-go on that one. Oh. So did the officials. I remember that game. So did like ESPN Plus yesterday. people. That's what I. That's what I remember about it. The worst commentary I've ever Brandon, heard in my life. Brandon Weeden and Courtney. That Courtney gal, yeah. And then the oh. you know another game that year the you give up forty-one to Tech, including that nine hundred yard <sighs> field. Goal. So yes, uh. yeah, there was a lot. A lot happened that year. But is it, it is cool. What does that, it say about me? It is cool that that's. What does it say about me as a human that you bring up those games and I have like visceral I, feelings I, going I through my body? Everyone listening to this just had one. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, good for Brock. We NFL had, we had MVP. The lead. We had the lead there. What do you do? When you, okay, you're uh, you're Iowa State. How do you properly recognize an NFL MVP? You put a statue up. I think you have to. Yeah, right? you you put a statue. I think up. There's not many statues. There's you, Jack Trice. When, when, no, I, I'm dead serious. When Sightown is debuted, there's a Brock Purdy statue in there. I think the so here's just big I, picture. I'm serious. There is more. Iowa State's going to get long term benefits from this year for Brock and beyond. You're than, telling than me that anybody realizes Rocco Beck won't get the benefit of doubt when it comes to his NFL potential because of Brock Purdy. Well, like, then if you stack up. You know, not only Brock, but now Rocco's putting up yeah. really good numbers. They they look at it. Oh, Campbell's a quarterback whisperer now, right? And then in addition to that, now you got yeah high school kids going. Wait a second. Nope. I know Brock Purdy. He's my guy. No. So I've long been a proponent of a McCarney statue, and I I agree I, with that. I still I think that that, that needs to happen in some capacity. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the Johnny Orr thing. Right. I'm not saying name the stadium after him. I'm not not doing any of that, but. I think with Saitown, Brock Purdy 
winning the NFL MVP, along with all of the records he has at Iowa State, if you're not going to do it for him, then, then there's never going to be a player to I, do it for I him. I would say that would be my one. And he's a good guy. Yes. He's not and this he's, guy who is like tattered your program right. and like he's the best representative you can he think came, of. A lot of people don't know this. When he came back this this year, he spent all day on Friday or a good portion of the day speaking to journalism classes and communications classes. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Just because. I mean, it, they asked him to. He was like, sure, I'll do it. So again, not. He didn't yeah. seem to do a lot of media, but that's no. what he was doing. He was talking to he was talking to communi- communications classes in the liberal arts college of liberal arts. Was that and his sciences. major? I think he was ended up a communications major. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I would here's the one thing I would say. I do think Iowa State's getting enough of a, a reputation in the NFL and the pros. If you could, I hate the phrase, but lean in a little bit more to recognizing some of those past guys. And I know they're not that far in the past. But one thing I really like about going to K State is you go, you look around their Ring of Honor, and it's yeah. all these names. Yeah, like, oh, I remember, neat. I remember Terrence Newman. I remember um, Martin Gramatica. Like, and I know Iowa State doesn't really that was have that, that crazy kicker, right? Yeah, yeah, run around. Yeah, exactly. Then you like tear his ACL. I think that might have been his brother Bill. Oh. That was the other Gramatica. Well, oh, Wild Bill Gramatica. Yeah, there was two of them. Um, but I, I just wish there was a little bit more. Even at Hilton, I know they're in the up in the rafters, but I wish there was a little bit more. Yeah. Historical stuff around just my two cents. And again, I'm just, I'm an idea we, guy, we not should an just have execution guy. Like a stage somewhere with hologram <laughs> McCarney. <laughs> well, can you can you tape him now? Hologram Johnny Orr. Oh, getting everybody amped up. I was uh, so that's it's funny you say that. I was. Kind of a nerd. Everybody knows this, but this new Apple Vision Pro. Have you heard of this thing? This uh, yeah, I heard of it. Yeah, that that's coming out uh, twenty twenty four. But anyway, you can you na- buy one. I don't know if I. Can. It's a lot. It's like three thousand dollars. Yeah, a little, like, bit, a little I, bit rich for me. Feels like one of those things that's just going to get a lot better in like a year. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't this, be the first. I wouldn't buy the first. Yeah. But apparently, you can now on the new iPhones, you can tape videos like me to you. That you can then watch on this headset that will feel like it's 3D lifelike. So I can see a world where that would be a cool exhibit. Is to get you got to get Danny Mac doing a pregame speech right now, right on your iPhone, and you could play it back and, and like Danny Mac's right there. Wild. Well, yeah. So apparently that's kind that's of the good. new the new thing that people are yeah. going to start doing is filming their kids and their pets and their whatever loved ones because you can be able to play it and it feels like they're right next to you. Kind of creepy, kind of cool. I don't know if I like that. Kind of creepy, kind of. I mean, cool. that that's very not natural to me. I, that's gonna be the next. Just you wait, you wait, Mister Apple Stock. Well, speaking of Brock Purdy, uh, he has had his hands all over Colin Newell's <laughs> rear end multiple times, hundreds of thousands of times. I mean, Colin needs some recognition here. Colin is the reason for Brock Purdy's mm-hmm. MVP race. It's also the reason I'm about to save $1,000 next year on all of my insurance. 1000 $1,000. you are $600. He's saving me 1000 I need to renegotiate. I could buy a headset. I'm telling you guys. I could buy an Apple headset. So I hadn't done it for a long time. Like I, It's just insurance is not a fun Yeah, you just set thing. it and forget it. And he's saving me $1,000, and my coverage is like twice as good. Like, I have way more coverage across the board because these things get better, right? Well, and then you've gotten older, yeah. honestly, and your rates now are probably better than they were. Yeah, because I'm not an idiot like yeah. I used to be. Well, well, 
<laughs> the insurance well, doesn't think you are, at least. Regardless, uh, Colin Newell Insurance with uh, Farm Bureau Financial Did Services. He's still donating to the We Will Collective, by the way. Did he give a donation for my, my deal? I don't know if you've officially paid yet, so I I'm have. sure it's coming. I think the 21st. Okay. Uh, Kelderman Manufacturing, main man, Jeff Kelderman. He uh, was he sent me a picture this weekend, laser cutting a bunch of those, uh, you know, those big signs that he likes to make? Iowa State ones. Nice. They're pretty sweet. They're really sweet. But that's not exactly what you get from Kelderman Manufacturing. Sure, he does the laser cutting. So you engineers out there, listen up. That's what they do down there in Oskaloosa. Uh, they help our farmers. They've got an entire agriculture portion of the website you should go check out and they make badass custom parts for your truck kelderman.com k-e-l-d-e-r-m-a-n.com no relation to Kate kelderman everybody's always asking me that there is there's no relation both good looking dudes uh we'll get to basketball we'll stay on this football deal real quick yeah uh voting we're at 350 votes for do you know who jimmy hart is and it's currently 37 percent yes okay i said 40 so you would have right been my guess so i'm yeah. Uh, Ted Flint knows who he is. Yeah, you're damn right Ted Flint does. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mouth of the South. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this Cyclone Fanatic deal in Memphis is going to be a It's going to be a I've never seen hoot. you so excited. You're it's going to be go. badass. Yeah. My guy Steve's got a, We're going to have like a program. We have a stage. He's got the juicy wiggle ready. So it sounds like. Ticket sales aren't as good as 17. I heard that last week. That doesn't surprise me. Like, not not closer to, somebody told me, it's it's right about, at this point, the Cheez-It Bowl two years ago for sales. <sighs> That's not very good. Um, but I do think, while they're still looking good, they'll, they'll have a lot of drive-ins. So you could have some drive, drive-ins. And, on. like, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to have not bought tickets. Or or that, which I think is a big part of I it. Also in fact, th- I still... I still have not bought my tickets. If anybody has a couple extra, let me know. I th- I truly think this, that people know enough about the sham that are bowl games now, that like buying from the university is way less of a big deal as it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That, and there's no, but if why? If I you- were to buy tickets, I would buy from the university because you're supporting the program and the school and it that helps you love. to track to yes. know because then they yeah. tell the bowl people. This I'm not, a, listen, yeah. I'm not telling people I, not to. I encourage everybody to buy from the university. What I'm saying the is. The system has gotten better for the third party. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And like, I just don't think people, I don't think they're sitting around worrying about the, School making the allotment yeah, I, when they're ch- cashing $40 million TV checks. Well, that, absolutely. And then the other part of it is, uh, I, I, you know, anymore for me, when I'm going to a sporting event, I just assume I can get it like, yeah. the day before. Yeah, and just pay a and little just more. just pay a little bit more, yeah. and then I can be a little more choosy. Again, or, you know. I can know I be very clear? Buy from the university. Yes. I, I don't want anybody at Iowa State getting pissed. I I'm I'm analyzing what I think is just a thing across the board. This is not an Iowa State thing across the board in college football. So right now the weather forecast, everybody from Memphis. So we're getting closer. Sixty nine. Uh, not quite that nice. Damn it. Um, but that whole week, uh, right at sixty or upper fifties, and no rain. No rain Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Lovely. Let's hope that continues. No ice on the way home. No ice on the way home. Away oh. home, and then uh, what? Wind looks minimal. Great. Couple of uh, commitments. Connor Ferguson's been doing a good job for us on the recruiting beat. God, if you're not a premium subscriber, then you're not that diehard of a clone because our people knew way in advance of this stuff becoming public that this was happening. 
Bo Goodwin, the uh, linebacker out of Kingsley Pearson. Yep. Previously a South Dakota State commitment. And Dominique Overby, wide receiver out of Utah. Let me tell you why these are interesting, and there will be more of these. One of the strategies that the Campbell staff has had a lot of success with over the years is you notice that they've had a lot of these true freshmen who are ready to come in and play, but you look at them and you go, well, they weren't very highly touted. He -hmm. was only a Mm two-star. He was only a three-star. A strategy that they have, Brent, is to – use a lot of these open spots for guys who had really good senior tape. Most of what these guys yeah. get recruited, it's their junior tape. Yep. They save some spots for these guys who they think are under the radar, really good senior year, late bloomers, and then come in and get them. And that's what they did with both of these guys. The The kid from Kingsley Pearson, I think, is really interesting. He played D-line and quarterback in high school. They're bringing him in as a, as a linebacker. And there'll be there'll be a couple more of these. I think two or three more prep kids. I think there's going to be a couple of transfers here this week. It's going to be a wild week on the football recruiting front. Yeah, I mean, I think the and I don't I don't know anything directly, but I, I know I obviously had some transfer targets in. So those those folks will there's have a to pretty st- good lineman. I think they're going to get that. Those folks will have to start deciding their destination here shortly because they want to get in by the time the. The semester starts, and obviously the portal closes then in on Jan. What is that? Jan four. So you'll start to see some more movement. The great thing is, I obviously didn't have a lot of openings, thanks to uh, all the work that uh, the staff did. So they can be a little bit choosy. I, I do like C Dub. I'm a fan of if South Dakota State wants you, yeah, and you're, and you're, a, you're a good, you're you're hardworking, and he probably uh, wants to be at Iowa State, big athlete, yeah. like. Give them a shot. It. Love yeah, it. Yeah, especially because, again, those are the guys that anymore, and I think this is an interesting part. I know I know you've thought about this, so have I. Finding those players that have more of a regional connection Absolutely. to you is going to be critical, not only in you know the what I would say is the belief in what you're doing, but then the retention issue. It's huge. Yeah. It's a lot easier to keep a guy if they're from Iowa then if they're from, you know, what the road staff used to do, get guys from California, Florida, Yeah, and then Texas, they always want to leave. And then they – I mean, they're, I get it. I mean, everyone is more familiar with their home. So I think if somebody's on the edge, you know, you, you look regional first, and there are a lot of really quality high school kids in this area that maybe don't get the chance because they're not from one of those big states. And I believe Bo could be one of those players a lot like a – you know, even a – shoot, like a Caleb Bacon who nobody really recruited at – at yeah. the Power 5 level, not, not to mention the D1 level. And he's come in, big kid, great athlete, and he's proven it. And he's a hard worker, and I think you can do the same with a Bo Goodwin, who, who's also a little bit like Connor Evil, another smaller-town kid. So these are the guys that can really add value, but then you don't have to worry as much about them leaving because home is here. Yeah, and a lot of them are Iowa State fans. And they're Iowa State, right. Which, which, which helps. Helps, for sure. Same with this Overby, the wide receiver commit big kid. I was watching his tape today, and it's like, God dang. I can't big, believe he chose Iowa State over Washington State. Not a lot of crazy offers, but he – It's because he hadn't done anything until really this year. Yeah, that's that's the one of the great flaws of recruiting yep. is yep. it's especially now with the new signing day, like your senior year really doesn't mean hardly anything. So Most this, of these guys have it filled out by – 
they've already they're all committed in June now. And then they're leaving the bigger programs now are leaving ten to fifteen spots open for transfers. Yeah. And so guys like this, who normally might be late takes for the bigger schools just because they're doing the same thing, they're not gonna even look at them. They're looking at transfers. I did see Cartavius Norton to Charlotte. Yes, and I, uh I haven't t- seen any other Terrell Crosby to Toledo today. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think if anybody else has popped. I haven't seen anyone else. Eli hasn't. It's what we thought that the guys who left would drop down. And it looks like that is going to be the case across the board. I think the maybe Sanders would be the one who. Yeah, JJ uh, was. I mean, Hanukkah, but he doesn't really count because the gambling thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't count him. He's going to Kansas for yep. people who have missed yeah, that. and good. I mean, that's a he'll he'll do well. There. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll catch he'll, a ton he'll, of passes. He'll make he'll put up some numbers there for sure. I'm happy for him, and he's from Topeka originally, I believe. So yep, gets to go back closer to home. Um. The, the other bowl game thing, so going through this, you know, and I, I have to – I was going through it for the Iowa game because for Iowa everywhere we talk about it, and Tennessee's going to be out like six guys, yeah. like starters, and like it's – it's the Iowa State-Memphis game is oddly old school where there's hardly anybody that's going to be out in this game other than the transfers. Yeah. Now, yep. I'm assuming Tampa won't play. They're, they haven't said anything, and I don't know. I don't know why he would. I hope he does, <laughs> selfishly. Cause yeah. He's, well, if he's a senior bowl guy, though, it's just like anymore, a lot of those guys, it makes it really hard. Yeah, it's 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 you tough. You and do I, not want to get hurt. So I'm assuming he's out. But other than that, I think Iowa State is full strength. Sounds like it. For this bowl game. Memphis, for the most part, is too. Now, they're down, on the, they're down a defensive coordinator who their defense stunk anyway, so – won't really make a difference. A bunch of reserves. Now, what did you find out about the offensive line? Yeah, so two things real, real quick. I would say two other guys have committed elsewhere, okay? J.J. Jean-Louis went to North Texas. He was an outside linebacker, didn't yep. play much. Dropped down. Uh, Jefferson Adam, also outside, and went to Buffalo. Again, Another drop down. Didn't play much. Um, so, yes, they've been pretty relatively unscathed uh, Memphis, except for one position, and that's the offensive line. Two starting offensive linemen out. They're out. And they're uh, all going up. And they're going up. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the the biggest one it actually just committed this week to Texas Tech. And he's an, a potential all Big 12 uh, player. Davian Carter's his name. Big fella. Big okay. uh, big guard. But then they also lost their tackle, uh, McKaylin Pounders, which is a phenomenal name for a lineman. I think, I, I, I think Iowa State – has a good opportunity to win this game by double digits. Well, I mean, I just want man. If they can't, I I would feel bad for our old pal uh, Jeff Myers trying to block Iowa State. Not only that, backup lineman. But even doesn't it feel like a game where Abu Sama runs for 150 I, yards? I, I think I, this is a, a a determined Iowa State team. I, I believe. No, I I really do. I think yeah. this could be a two touchdown type win. I really do. Now. So what are you, you going to put in? Williams for TJ Tampa. I'm trying to think of what the secondary might look like. Yeah, I mean, Williams is, is Verdon back? Verdon's probably going to be back because it was a broken yeah. forearm. So, so I, he's probably in a cast. I would guess there's some sort of protection there. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, we've uh, seen there guys. There hasn't been much else injury-wise to be concerned Because they're about. a good offense. like that. Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, they're going to. 
They're, so you, you're right. Your corners better be pretty good. So that's, yeah. I do have some concern if Tampa doesn't play. Yeah. If, yeah. That, you know, thankfully, Miles Purchase, Rob Gray had a great story on Miles this week um, that talked about his, basically, he, he got demoted a little bit. Yeah. During that Kansas game. And he came back and played phenomenal the last four games. But yeah, John Tez at the other corner is going to have to be big. And then all those young safeties going to have to step in and play well. And then uh, Darian Porter is a, a guy that, you know, you people he, forget about. Maybe he gets a start. He might. I think he probably does. And CW, I don't, again, I don't think it's, I don't think I, it's official yet. I did but forget about it. I'm pretty sure Darian's coming back. Yeah, I think that that's out. I don't know if it's out I'll there, but out. I think everybody kind of a. Assumes that's then what's one happening. other one other note on that front. There could be another um, extra year COVID year for a starter that's going to come back. But I'll let him leak that info if he decides to. Okay. All right. You got anything else in the bowl game? I I think it's going to be. I again I think this has a chance to be some points. See a lot of see a lot of Iowa State stars and. I think this is a great springboard for guys like Rocco and Jalen and Jaden Higgins and Ben Bramer and Abu to start getting more and more attention. I think I, I, I agree. I think Iowa State, again, I know it, it's a little bit iffy because the secondary we'll see, and Memphis has a good offense. But I think Iowa State could put up 35-40 in this game, and everyone's going to be feeling really good about where Iowa State is heading into next year. And by all accounts, the message to these recruits and transfers coming in is we're winning the Big 12. That's the goal. Again, I don't want to speak for them, but you win the Big 12 next year. You're in the playoff. You're in the playoff. Playoff? Absolutely. Playoff? We are presented by our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. They bring us our Big 12 segment each and every week here on Williams and Bloom, Sunday and Wednesday. The Wednesday show. Should happen this week. I don't know why it wouldn't well, happen I'm, this week. I'm, well, we do have a, uh, I do have a thing Wednesday night, so we might have to do it a little earlier. We'll yeah, chat. We'll figure it out. All right. Williams and Bloom, uh, again, presented by our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. The uh, Texas Tech looked really good in its bowl game. Just beat up on Cal, 34-14. Yeah. They feel like a team to me, if I'm like looking to next year, uh, bet they're over. Yes. Like, I just think that I, I'm with you. Today, this year was a little bit rebuilding. They're really good with NIL. As you mentioned, they're getting some transfers. Quarterbacks young, played well. Yeah. He's a good coach. He, he's, he can, and he's recruited so well. I mean, they are loaded with young guys. They'll be the most underrated team in I, the league next year. I think so. I'll be curious where tech lands and people's prognostications because they would be one of those teams where it's like, oh, man, somewhere with Iowa State. No one's really talking about them yet. Yeah. But uh, you know, once they when once they win a couple games in September, everyone's gonna go like, where'd they come from? Here's your Big Twelve bowl schedule for this week: Central Florida playing Georgia Tech in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, mm. five thirty on uh, Friday. You're looking forward to that one. Five thirty. What else is happening? For, when is Christmas? Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, it's on a it's on a Monday on a this Monday. year. Right. I just like reading the names of the bowls. Yeah. Uh, we got Kansas in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against UNLV. That one's not very sexy. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, of course, featuring West Virginia and North Carolina. That's on the 27th. Uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Texas A&M against Oklahoma State. We've got the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a huge upgrade from Cheez-It. Is it, though? Would you rather have Pop-Tarts or Cheez-Its? Uh, hot take. I bet I've had less than 10 Pop-Tarts in my life. Wow. Just never did I it I used for to me. live off of those no, things. No, I never did it for me. I'm much more of a Cheez-It guy. The Valero Alamo Bowl, of course, that, I mean... Isn't Arizona locked to just kill Oklahoma only at this point? they by three. Arizona? Yeah. Here's the thing. So Oklahoma, if you, they're like people. Like they've lost like their whole team. Oklahoma? Yeah. But their people say they wanted Gabriel to leave. Why? Because they're Jackson Arnold supposedly better than he is. Seems a little bit of a coping mechanism to me. Uh, but he's going to get a lot of chances, and I don't think that Arizona's defense is great. But, they, so. but Oklahoma's lost like a ton of linemen and. Like, it feels like they've had a – if you were to ask me who's had the worst offseason, I would – they'd have to be up there. They're up there. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's – uh, what's the over-under on that? That thing could be a lot of points. I don't this know. Could be a lot I don't, of points. I don't have the spreads. Okay. I just had the names of these bowl games that, again, that I think are just the – they're the cat's meow these days. Actually, I uh, – be careful. Be careful with Oklahoma in that game. 62 and a half. You think they're going to win? I I just I can see a world where they win by two touchdowns. In We've this got game. the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Have you ever, what do you think of Scooters Coffee? You ever been to one? Yeah, it's fine. Why Why are they okay? Somebody um, explain to me like I'm five. Why are Scooters all over Omaha? They are everywhere over there. I think that's where they're headquartered. Then why are they sp- sponsoring a bowl in Frisco? Well, I'm gonna look this up. They're just they're just trying just, to get on ESPN. Marketing, just a marketing thing. We've got the <laughs> famous Toastery Bowl. Is that the Boise game? No, that's in uh that's in Charlotte. Got the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Bellevue, Nebraska. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, we already did that one. That one. Yeah. Sorry. No, the go. famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's Georgia State and Utah State. Of course. Can't miss that one. What's the 68 Ventures Bowl? So that's the, I looked this up. That's a uh, commercial real estate company, I think, down in Birmingham. I'll be damned. Yeah. Yeah, so Scooters, founded by these 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 folks in Bellevue, Nebraska. Now they're everywhere. Over the weekend, we had the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. I just love how the names like we're just we're just stacking meanings and companies on top of one another now. For us, our avocado. Because I think the Cure Bowl is like for like cancer research or something, and we're just gonna throw avocados from Mexico on top of it. You know, sometimes you gotta get the sponsor money. That's why I like the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Just nice and easy. It's easy. And AutoZone is a, just a good, solid American company. You're goddamn right it is. You see that, by the way, that Cure Bowl had torrential downpours. Torrential. Yeah, I was, I, I had was, that on for that a little was bit. Interesting. Yeah. So that was, that was held at, uh, it was held at UCF Stadium, actually. Uh, just a good time. Yep. These bowl games are. Well, we're going to have a fun time in Memphis, everybody. You're going to miss out if you don't go. <sighs> Come see it again. Keep an eye out. We'll have all of our, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, information for you guys. It's going to be great. We're going to raise some money for a great charity. I can't wait. Emily Ryan 
kind of surprised everybody that? That comes was back awesome. today. That made my weekend. Now, I had heard middle of last week there was a chance that like they would find something out. I didn't think that she would play this quickly. We were asked on our mailbag podcast yeah, I on Wednesday, I'd... will she ever play again? I'm totally out of the loop. And we didn't know. Uh, but she looked good. She she was on a pitch count, according to Coach Finn. This team is um, – I, I, if, if she's giving them 20. 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. They this, could be a bubble team. I think they are, I think they are firmly on the bubble. Yeah. I totally I really agree. do. I – Hattie Brown, Brown is, is just a stud. I mean, right? Haven't played a conference game. Nope. But you can tell. She's like second or third team all Big 12 right now type she, player. She is. And you could tell Bill. Bill's already. Somebody asked her about. Asked Bill about Addie and already mentioned WNBA, which is. But you can tell. Like, she has she has yeah, all She's of the really freaking She is good. really good. And I know Addie, Addie gets attention as, as she should, but those two together are really fun, and then now Bellinger's playing well. Nye makes six threes today. I don't know if you saw Connor's story uh, after the game. Yeah, yeah. It was right. really neat, and and this is why I think everyone's so happy for Emily, is she is just a superstar person. And Nye even said the past couple of months have been really hard. It's been hard for those two because you, you've got the weight of being a, a, a Power 5 basketball player, plus bringing along all these young folks and all the expectations that have come with it, plus – you're just holding the weight of the world after some of your former teammates left. And so Nye even said the past couple of months, uh, she's had some, some, as she put it, some, some mental health difficulties. Yeah, her words. And she said, without for Emily, I'm not sure how we could have gotten through it. But that's who Emily is. And that's why, like when she, you, I'm just happy for her that she can get back out there and, and be a great leader. She was always going to be, a big part of the program, but now to have her on the court, and she did not skip a step. Now, when she gets in the Big 12, it's going to be a little bit of a different story, but, man, when she's on the floor, you're just – it's like you have a sigh of relief for everybody. She's and such actually, a good ball handler. it's been a blessing in disguise in some ways because AJ, uh, Ariana Jackson's come far enough along now. Yeah. She's a really good player too. Yeah. So you've, you've allowed some of those young people to mature, and now once you get in the meat of the thing in the Big 12 – I mean, there's some there's some great programs in the Big 12. Uh, some of these schools are, are just going to be tough to win. K-State's really good. Texas is really good. Baylor's good again. But, man, I think Iowa State has has some weapons. And you put up, what did they put up today, 100 and yeah. some? Uh, you don't just do that by mistake. Emily, I've told this story before. I, I know I'm repeating it, but for those who hadn't heard it, my, it's my daughter's really little yes. for her age. And she went to your We Will camp, which was phenomenal. And Cammy was the only girl in the camp that couldn't get the ball physically to the hoop. I mean, she's just not strong yep. enough. Remember that. Yep. And you know, Cammy wanted to quit, and she comes up to me and she's like, "Dad, I can't do it." Like I, it, it, it was my fault. I probably should have put her with the younger kids because you guys have a lower hoop. Yeah, there was a lower hoop out yeah. there. Right. But I just told her I was like, "No, we're just like keep playing, like keep trying. Like I know you're not gonna make a shot. Mm-hmm. It's okay." And I said, cheer on the girls who are with you. And and she did. And Emily and I, and they didn't know she was my daughter. Like yep. She was not getting special treatment. They right. had no clue. They worked with her. And Emily, they give a game ball out at the end of the camp. And they gave it to Cameron. And she got her picture with Emily yep. and I. Yep. And 
the look on Cameron's face today when Emily went out on the Oh, court, I didn't even think about that. That's it awesome. was a neat yeah. dad moment. Yeah. Because I truly, you know, really, really appreciate Emily and everything she's given and the fact that she's still here and we've she's come to a bunch of our events, so I've gotten to know her yep. on a different level and yep. I just really, really admire her. And it's just like it's probably like when your kid's hanging out with Conrad Holly, and you're like, well, that's a great role model. You know, Ev, be like yeah, that guy. Yeah. Like, well, he's, you know. It's funny. And so, that's like, Emily, like, if I could tell my daughter to be like anyone, it would be her. Like, yes. But she's like that. To, like, it, that's why the, the, the best part about what I've gotten to do the past 18 months is getting to know the individual. We knew him a little bit just from, you know, being around the media. But, yeah, it's, these are really awesome people and so no when they have success like when Taman makes a bunch of threes today oh, yeah i'm happy because i'm like man this is really gonna help iowa Dude, state season dude's been but working his ass Taman is just a just an awesome person or even uh jackson pavletsky super quiet but will do anything he's ever asked to do mm-hmm. he's having some success success now uh, i ran into this is i didn't tell him tell you this i ran into milan the final home football game and he went out of his way to say hi to my four-year-old that's cool. Just be, he did, just to be nice. Like he didn't. Yeah. It's not because of anything special. He's just a good kid. Yeah. And so that's why you want these guys to do well. It helps your school. But then they really are neat people. So it's awesome. Yeah. Happy was, for Emily. Happy for that whole team. So happy for all of them because it's been a it's been a long. It has run. been a long couple of months for the women's basketball program. A couple for sure. months. Yeah. I mean, I guess six I, months. Seven I'm really months. and they're they're persevering. They're persevering through a lot. And they're they're basically it's like the Fab Five and a couple of seniors, right? And There's, like it's they're going now. So they're Bill's fifth. coaching his ass off. Like they are, they are a blast. And do not count this. No. Do not call this a rebuilding year because I think that they've got got a potential to make some noise. So this is before today's game, and this will only help them because they blew out a actually decent Troy team. Now Troy's record isn't great. They're picked second. In Dude, the they're conference. really athletic. Yeah, Iowa State's 59th in the net. So you are. Right there. And it'll only get better because, yes. you know, early on they had those games in Vegas where they were still figuring out who Learning. they were. They were all, you know, this is the first time they'd ever played before. Yep. And none of those losses. So Iowa's fifth. I'm trying to think who else did they play out there. They played uh, Syracuse and uh, was it Vandy? I, I would so. love to play Iowa again at some point because I, I think that Iowa State's going to keep getting better, and I just – Clark's the best player in the country, but I don't know how much help she's going to get. We've talked about this. I watched their game against Cleveland State again, too, and it's just like, you know, they killed them, but yeah, it was a okay. game there for a while. Yeah, it's interesting how you. it's great to have a superstar. You wonder how it affects Cezano the, really helped her. the growth of the yeah. program. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, the men's game, they blow out Florida A&M. We knew that they would. Poor Florida A&M did not want to be there today. No. That was one of those games where if you pay attention, you probably could have made a lot of money. Yeah, and, the, and it was a lot. I mean, it was the line was a lot, and it still it didn't matter. It's like 34 and a half, I think, is, yeah, they is just, what it was. Can you imagine being Florida A&M on, on that road trip? No. It's, it's, I when I was funny back thing, to back. I appreciate ESPN Plus trying to give us more insight. But they have these sideline reporters <laughs> yeah, now. They're, yes. yes. And, and this, this gal interviews the Florida A&M coach at halftime. Well, uh, coach, you're down forty. Uh, what do you what think you, think you can do to get back in the game? And the guy looked at her like, "Well, 
We have no chance. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is the meal catered on the way home? It's like, uh, and there's not going to be any <laughs> hail, right? Can we, <laughs> Can we get out of, get out of this hellhole? <laughs> they, so they turn around, they have to play UCF, and then <sighs> South Carolina. Iowa State with 10 threes. Uh, more importantly, they force 23 turnovers. We learned nothing about Iowa State in this game. The only thing, The only takeaway I had was like, Again, I watch TJ a little bit different than most because it's like I just I know his ticks and everything. There, first of all, his halftime interview is hilarious. They're up twenty, and 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 again, this the sideline reporter, well, coach, uh, how do you keep it going in the second half? And TJ's just pit. They had four yeah, seventeen was, turnovers in the first half. And, we got lazy. God damn it, we were lazy on defense. We gotta have tremendous urgency in the second half. The coach, you're up thirty. Jeez, man. So then they're up yeah. like thirty five. It it was like the nine seven minute mark, something yep. like that. And he calls a timeout and it is an angry timeout in his tight ass polo. He's standing Jeez, there yelling yeah. at the guys to hustle their ass off to the huddle. And and I'll tell you My. Brent, he's a really good coach. Well, he's not. He is a really good. He's coach. not giving him any plays off. Well, and that's the thing. I, I was I was almost Miller and Condon this week on KXL, and they asked me, and it was a good question. They're like, "Do you think the coaches and players are tired of playing these bad teams?" And I said, "The players, maybe. The coaches, absolutely not, because they are treating every one of these games like it is the freaking Final Four, and." You could see it in that game, That's, I thought, today. Yeah. like They did not slow down. It was funny because my wife turns to me when they're up 35. She's like, what's TJ's deal tonight? <laughs> he was pissed. <laughs> he was, like, he was pissed know. the whole game. <laughs> She's like, does he not realize they're up 40? He was pissed the whole game. Ashley made a comment like that, too, yeah. when we were eating dinner. Like, what's going on? Metrics update. Iowa yeah. State. Ready? Up to 13 in Ken Palm. Seriously? They jumped four spots. 39 in offense. Five in defense. You would know better than me. These offensive statistics are very heavily weighted in these, right? This they really love the offense. That's why they're blowing teams out. I feel bad for Florida A&M, but at the end of, at the, end of uh, the middle of March, nobody knows what the score was. I mean, nobody cares the, that you ran up the And score. again, the difference this year is that their players are so much better than these other teams. No offense to the last two years. Nope. You have not been that much better than them. You're better coached. Yes, you have more talent. You have a better, you know, entire aura. You've got this home. But you didn't have – you're not like head and shoulders talent level above these guys. No, at no point in the last years did I feel bad for the other team. No. Like, I felt bad for Florida A&M at one point today. I'm like, oh, my gosh, guys. They're doing this to everybody. They are. It doesn't matter who goes into that Iowa State, and I need to – I mean, even even Iowa, they beat the shit out of. Iowa State has now scored – 90 or more in four straight games. I'm going to guess that hasn't happened in a long time. What is the average margin of victory in Hilton Coliseum this year? Oh, boy. So let's do the math. Ready? Yeah. Okay. It is. Here we go. 38. Okay. 51. Am I supposed to be doing the math? I'll just do it quickly in my head here. Oh, look at you. Oh, Brent's a smart guy. It's about 34. Yeah. That Iowa game really pulled him down. It did pull him down, actually. (laughs) It actually did. It did, because there's a couple 50 spots in here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, at one point in the second half, I'm like, can we just play somebody else? But I what get it. What did you think of Baloo not getting in until late? It was, I thought it was, was kind of weird. Yeah. I, 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 
There's got to be a reason behind it that we Correct. don't know. That's where I'm like, I can't, without knowing all the details, the, the coaches clearly have a plan. I will tell you that. They don't run it, run it by me. Were you watching him on the bench, though? He was in he it. He looked like the CEO. And he played in the final four minutes like he the, looked good. Like the NBA finals. Yeah, he looked good. I, I, but then he got he honestly, not trying to be critical, first two defensive possessions, he got, he beat. got beat. He got, so he got beat. Now you could say two things. I was like, well, if he wouldn't if he would have been in the game in the first thirty five minutes, maybe he's not so slow to to get there. Uh I just know they see a lot more in practice than any one of us, so they're gonna do what's I, best and and getting and Trey King was, was great again. Like Trey King has a chance to to take Iowa State from a there, he needs to be good in the Big Twelve because you're gonna start playing some teams of some serious size. He needs you Ward need, back you in need, those games. You need you need Trey to yeah. He needs Ward back in those games because Trey's not a five. At I that don't level. think he is either, and that's why. But I thought Trey Trey in the last two weeks has done a much better job of attacking the glass and I agree and you know just being physical down there. He feels like a guy a little bit like Gilbert. Where he learned a lot from Florida. Yes, because Trey didn't look great in Florida. Neither he did would, Keyshawn. And he, was, he had a little bit of a bum ankle down there. Yeah, and I just I think that he is taking well to coaching. I think that I really think that that group, when it's all said and done in ten years, will look back at this coaching staff and be like, "Wow, I think Blount's going to be a head coach." Kyle's the you know the quintessential. He- could be. He's been a head coach. But I think you've yeah, but I, I think you've got a you've got a John Haycock and you've got a Nate Shieldhouse and Schmidt. Actually pretty yeah. Right. And, and then, then and, and and JR is just a he what Croft, he's a, JR is a sure thing. He is. He's getting a job and he will be successful. He could get he could have had a couple head coaching jobs last year. But he's being choosy and not taking yeah. bad ones. Uh and then I think you know, Eric Crawford is what he the work he's done with Taman and skill yeah. development is unbelievable. Taman is is playing at an all American level, and I'm telling you guys, if if he shoots it as well as he is, this Iowa State team is going to be the Big Twelve is really good. I watch I, I watched a bunch of basketball this weekend. this weekend. Great games. Yeah. I just pretty I know, good weekend for the league. It it was it was Baylor kind of shit the bed, and but. so did K State losing the Fred. I you yeah. know what though, I'm okay with that. K State's the one team. I don't care if they lose they're, every game. It's this, a weird deal with they're me. They're teetering right now. No, we're, they're having a weird time down there. Our they, friends in Manhattan. I just are feel a weird like time. their Twitter crowd bitches about. They, they, they're they like do. the Iowa men's basketball team of Twitter. <laughs> they complain about everything. They're they, never happy they, they, they with anything. Good point. They do seem to complain a lot. You know, and I, I was happy Fred kicked their ass. I was rooting for the Big Fred, Ten in Fred's that game. Fred's had a nice little uh, They're two top, weeks. like, 40 in Kimpon, yeah, I was doing, looking. Doing okay. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I mean, you're not going to learn much from the next two, Eastern Illinois, New Hampshire, but then uh, Oklahoma and Houston right off the bat. Roll it out, Houston boys. Houston game's going to be crazy. It is. I think that game's going to be wild. I I actually i am glad. They lost Houston, a guard this week. Did you see that? I'm glad Houston beat Texas A&M. It, they were in control the whole game. A&M made a run at them. But I want Houston undefeated rolling into to Hilton. I actually asked a, a source. And they should be. And and what I thought in my mind was, was correct. I said, do we root for Houston or A&M here? Because you'd already lost to A&M and right. you want that to look better. And I, I thought you would root for Houston because that impacts your RPI more. 
And I was told, yes, unequivocally, you root for Houston okay. there. Well, they, they 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 pulled it out. Baylor lost to Michigan it State. It was not even – that was a – it felt like they were not ready for, oh. for the noise. And Michigan State's been really disappointing this year. Good good talent. I don't know what's been going on with them, but to play them in – They played them in Detroit. Yeah, it's like, bad. Stop man. doing that. Don't call a neutral site then. West Virginia sucks. They're, they've been, but they're going to get some guys back. Yep. Because that, so since we last chatted on Wednesday, yes, they've now grandfathered Updates. all of those mid-year guys, or not mid-year guys. So the Montana kid can just play. He can play now. He's good. So none of that stuff matters from West Virginia. It's all the Ohio case now. Yeah. So they, until they basically said, okay, you guys win for now. Um, any player until you hear otherwise is eligible to play. I've been thinking about this. Any good lawyers out there, let me know what we can do about this. We talk so much about the player movement, right? And what is the obvious comeback? Well, the coaches leave all the time, right? What do we do as an industry to make contracts with coaches actually mean something Mm. and not be so one-sided? Somebody's got to get a backbone. Watching the NFL all weekend, and it's like, oh, you know – Name a good young NFL head coach. Kevin O'Connell, Vikings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not perfect, but yeah, he's good cool. enough where I think somebody would be like, take a flyer on him. You think the Bears wouldn't want him right now? Oh, absolutely. Kevin O'Connell's not sniffing around trying to improve his deal with the Vikings. You almost never see it. No, because they have to pay the workers. And, you know, unlike this deal, we're like, man, if like, if, do you remember when, Charlie Strong was leaving Texas, and there were rumors that Saban was going to go there. Yes. Like, it would have changed the entire landscape of the sport. One guy makes one move. If in the heat of the Patriots dynasty, Bill Belichick would have been like, you know what, I'm going to go to Detroit. Do you think that they would have just all of a sudden been like, oh, Detroit is now going to go from being a laughing stock to a Super Bowl contender? Hell no. Right. So, like, we, we – Yep. Why did these coaches make so much? Well, one, most of them are worth it. So, I'm not – taken away from it but two you can pay them that much because you don't have to pay the players that's all going to change here at some point yeah and it's this is going to be really interesting well and in you get listen the nfl guys are still making a lot of money the coaches but not as much as the college guys uh the high end they are so i just poured up pulled up well, yeah give me these maybe this is interesting this is the top 10 highest paid coaches in u.s sports okay. sportico is pretty reputable right? yeah yeah they're great Bill Belichick is is first and not even close. Twenty five million a year. That's insane. That is crazy. But he's also the GM. Yeah, he's the GM too. Sean Payton's getting eighteen million from Denver. Yeah, because they've got all that. I mean, that seems like a lot. Greg Popovich is sixteen million. So this includes the NBA guys. Okay. Pete Carroll's he's overpaid. Carroll, McVay, Kyle Shanahan are at all at fourteen to fifteen million. That's shocking. I didn't think they got paid that much. Mm-hmm. What do their coordinators make? You know, I don't right now. But then Saban Saban is tenth on the top ten coaching list. Yeah, Harbaugh's got to be up there. Actually, John Harbaugh's above his brother. Wow. Okay. See, the NFL guys are getting paid. Don't get me wrong. But okay, well, you, you just you fact check me. Good job. You know, I mean, it's, I didn't mean no, to do I, that, but I would say I'm glad you did. The because there's but there's there is literally four times as much money in the NFL. Than college football. Yeah, so it should be more. It should be like more. if it's if on, it the, was on scale the same of, scale. Correct. Exactly. If it was on the same scale, you would have multiple NFL coaches making forty million dollars. 
Yes, absolutely. And there's only there's but you, and you don't ever see them be like, oh, like Belichick, like I'm gonna, I, man, I, I've been up here in the Northeast. I'm gonna go and look at yeah, Miami. They don't bounce around like that and leverage each other and backstab one another. Because they can't. You know why? Their contracts mean something. Well, yeah. No, so quit just, talking about the players. Let's get these the, freaking coaches so they can't screw over these universities all the time. Do you know, so you know who's 11th? Bill Self. Wow. $11 million a year. Jeez. He's worth it, though. Uh, is he? Yeah, probably. <laughs> be interesting if he hadn't cheated all those years, <laughs> what he would be getting paid now. It pays to cheat in that le- game back in the day. Uh, well, they, they've they been able to hit the ground running in NIL more than most. Yeah, well, they've been doing it for 40 years. <laughs> Kidding me? Infrastructure was in place. Can you tell me, too, why John Miller's always telling me this, and I love John Miller. He's always telling me that, oh, yeah, I just, I don't know if he's defending McCaffrey or what, but I don't think Iowa can afford Good players right now. How the hell can Iowa not afford players? I, I, I've, without knowing their economic yeah, model. I, I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah, and I haven't. I don't. It's up to. I don't know what they're because nobody has to say anything. It seems to me, they are way more football heavy than basketball heavy in their collective spending. Interesting. I don't know why that is. Again, for a lot of these collectives, it's a donor intent thing. Yeah, and so are we. Well, and this is another reason why we say like Creighton and Villanova, like these, they all have a huge advantage in basketball. Absolutely, because there's no football team. I I have heard, I have heard that Iowa's NIL for men's basketball is on the lower end in the Big Ten. Okay, that's fascinating. But but nobody mid- goes to their games. But in like, the, there's but no interest. In, they'd be in the upper end for football. Yeah. So. Y- <laughs> I guess you could, if if you want a more competitive men's basketball program, maybe you need to balance that out a little bit more. But maybe they don't, don't care. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I or, or I would argue, or do donors not want to support Fran unless they don't want their nil dollars going there? That they don't care. They don't go to the games. That and like, if all of a sudden, put it the other way, Iowa State basketball drops off, and you're like not making tournaments, our fans would be pissed because they love basketball. I I do think there's a social yes. Like, Iowa State fans, I can – we do this fan site thing every day. They care about both the same. Like, there's not there, – I, I really don't think, like, most Iowa State fans would be like, put it all towards football or put it all towards basketball. Like, they want to be good in everything. Yep. Where I think, I think like, Iowa fans would be, oh, in this current setup, absolutely load up for football. And I th- I'm, it sounds like that's what they're doing. Okay. But again, it, a lot of it comes down to donor wishes. There, yeah, there's what do nobody. They want? There's no. There's nobody saying this is what you have to spend on each. So if somebody, I've been on your website. If somebody goes on and makes a hundred dollar donation, they can put it towards volleyball. If they Absolutely. Want. Yeah. Women's basketball. Yeah. And then we have. And if somebody wants to support another sport, I don't. I don't advertise this just openly. But if you want to support the track and field program, let me know. We can absolutely do that. Um, but again. I'm guessing on the Iowa side, they are a little bit more football heavy because people just want to support football more. Just I don't know if it's because of Fran or whatever else. If I ever win the lottery, and I'm talking like hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm going to Pollard, and I'm going to say I am going to fund the biggest Cyclone hockey powerhouse. I don't think he'll do it. But you have to sell beer, 
at the event, Jamie. You don't have to do it at football. I don't care. I have so many vivid memories from college going to those cycle and hockey clubs. Did they games. sell beer? No, but you oh. snuck it in. Oh, really? I never yes. went to a game. You brought all your shooters. Poured the Jack I, Daniels in the Coke. I do think Jamie, I'll give you a check for $100 million right now, and we're going to win every freaking national championship on the planet. There is a world. There is a world where an Iowa State hockey program could be successful. You're damn right it is. I believe that. Now, the the cost to get up to speed the problem is, is astronomical. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's it's then you, you're you're cutting off your own legs. It's an expensive sport. It's hugely expensive. Yeah, and no, it, I'm, it, I'm the, kidding. The but All right, screw it. We're going to I'm going to make men's golf and women's <laughs> golf a powerhouse. I'm going to buy every elite golf golfer on the planet. Oh, okay, you Hundred thousand. Let's go after. Let's go after Tiger's son. Yes, Tiger's son. Charlie, I'll, I will give you a hundred million dollars to, to come to Iowa State. Now, get, well, that's actually not a bad investment. No, you get dad involved. Absolutely, in the whole program. Mm. Dude, the the book, Coach I'm, Tank, Coach Tank. If you're listening, if you're a Tiger fan, the book on Live Golf that I'm reading right now will absolutely make you love the man even more. I like Tiger. Oh, my gosh. What a, a fun show today. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yes, uh, you can support whatever sport you want. Just let me know. But there is a drop-down menu for those those volleyball. Uh, what else do we have on there? Women's basketball, football, men's basketball. You can designate yourself. He is Brent Bloom. My name oh, is Chris real Williams. quick, real quick. What? Uh, the, the poll the poll results, because we've oh. gone an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold on, let me pull this up. It is, do, 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 drum roll, please, with 1,000 votes, 62% no. So I was right there. No idea who Jimmy Hart is. I was pretty close. Is. But the people do know are really You're damn right. It's the mouth of the South. Yeah, that's what they keep saying. Uh, Good times. We'll see him down there. I'll, I'll introduce myself. We are going to have uh, another pod this week, and we're going to have a Liberty Bowl preview show. I'm working on getting some Memphis people lined up. We'll do all that. Happy holidays. We appreciate all of you guys. Please give us a great review. Thanks for listening. Williams Bloom here on your Sunday.